I want you to imagine this for a second. You measure your ketones and you have a relatively low level of ketones that you measure. So you get frustrated. You want to throw in the towel because you think, I guess I'm not doing the ketogenic diet properly. Well, I'll tell you, that's a very common thing that people encounter. We have to remember one very, very, very important thing. Your level of overall ketones in the blood isn't always the main thing that you should be looking at. There's a balance between the level of ketones and the level of glucose. All right, so first off, let's look at the means of testing ketones first, okay? There's three primary ways that people will generally test their ketones. Okay, the first one is one that you've probably done before, okay? It's those little urine strips. Now, when you utilize the urine strips, you're measuring something called acetoacetate. And acetoacetate is one of the three primary ketone bodies. However, when you use those urine strips, you're measuring excess ketones, okay? So what that means is that when you first start a ketogenic diet, you generally have a large excess of ketones because your cells, your mitochondria, hasn't become very efficient at utilizing them yet. So yep, you urinate on the stick and you get all excited because you're high in, in ketosis. Well, next thing you know, two, three weeks go by and you're not registering as many ketones. So you start to get frustrated. You start to think that you're not getting an effect or the ketogenic diet isn't working for you. Well, that's simply because your cells are getting adapted to the ketones. So you have less excess ketones circulating the bloodstream and ultimately ending up in the urine. Okay, now let's look at the other piece. Okay, you've got breath acetone. Now breath acetone is a viable way to measure except for one big glaring issue. Okay, usually acetone is a byproduct of acetoacetate, for lack of a better term, self-destructing in your body, which means that that's not the cleanest way to get a ketone reading, although it does provide you with some data points. When it comes down to measuring, blood is going to be the end-all be-all. It truly is the gold standard because regardless of your level of fat adaptation at the cellular level, it is truly going to tell you the amount of beta-hydroxybutyrate, which is really the active ketone that we want to measure, and see where it is in the bloodstream and how it could be impacting the cells at that level. Okay, now let's expand a little bit further and let's look at something called the glucose ketone index. Because in that same vein, if you measured your blood being the gold standard of measuring ketones and you find that your ketone levels are a little bit low, it's easy to, once again, want to throw in the towel because you're not achieving this high number of ketones. Well, that high number of ketones isn't the biggest piece because we have to look at how glucose is in the equation as well. You see, when you have ketones and glucose in the bloodstream, your body is always going to preferentially use what there is more of. Okay, so if you are tilted towards more of the scale of glucose, your body is going to use more of the glucose even if there are some ketones present, and vice versa. So that's why you look at what is called the GKI, which is a simple mathematical equation of dividing your glucose level by your ketone level. And this gives you your GKI. Now, I'll break it down in a little bit more detail in just a minute, but when you're measuring, it's important that you use a good quality meter. So I highly, highly recommend the Keto Mojo meter. They are the gold standard when it comes down to measuring blood ketones. And the cool thing is now they have a meter that measures your blood ketones and your blood glucose, and then interfaces with their very own app to give you that glucose ketone reading that I'm gonna be talking about a little bit more in detail and that I've started to mention already. Now, they have the most affordable strips that you're gonna find and the most amazing customer service. So when it comes down to having a little bit of trouble with your meter, or maybe you're trying to figure out how to use it, hands down the best customer service in the industry. And when we're in the ketogenic community, we have to stick together as a community and Keto Mojo has absolutely done it right. And for those of you that have known Keto Mojo for a while, you know, they used to have that ketone code key. Well, now we've done away with that altogether, which makes it that much more seamless and easy to measure your ketones and measure your glucose and get back with your ketogenic lifestyle right on the go.
So there is a link down below with special pricing for those of you that watch my channel if you want to check out the new GK Plus meter from Keto Mojo. So highly, highly recommend you check them out. Again, special link down below in the description for you to check out after you finish watching the rest of this video. So let's talk GKI for just a second, why GKI was really first looked at. Okay, it came down to cancer research. That's why this whole thing started with GKI. Okay, they found that brain tumors generally were responding to an abnormal form of what is called anaerobic glycolysis. And I'll spare you all the scientific details, but basically it just means that specific brain tumors were utilizing sugar or glucose for fuel when they really shouldn't have been. And it all had to do with the fact that they were operating inefficiently because cancer cells usually have mutated mitochondria. They have like a mutated way of creating energy. So scientists realized that if they measured ketones and they measured glucose, they could get a better indicator of when a cancer cell was starving versus when a cancer cell was thriving. So carry that over into how we might use it. Well, we start to determine, well, when is our body utilizing ketones much more efficiently than glucose? I'm gonna give you an example here for just a second. If I were to go out for a run right now and run some sprints, there's a very good chance that my ketone levels are going to drop, okay? That could imply that I'm not in a very deep state of ketosis, but what I like to call it is a relative state of ketosis. Because I just worked out, there's also a very good chance that my glucose levels may have dropped because my body utilized that glucose a little bit more. Now, there's also an opportunity for my body to elevate glucose levels, but we'll save that for another day. The point is, I'm still in a relative deep state of ketosis based on my level of ketones and my level of glucose. Another simple example, just to give you random rough numbers. So if I have one millimole of ketones in my blood and my blood sugar is giving me a reading of 60, that's a pretty good ratio of low glucose to relatively high ketones. Now in that same equation, if I had that same amount of ketones, one millimole, but my blood glucose is 100 or 110, obviously that's a much different ratio. But if you're looking at ketones only, you're gonna say, hey, I'm deep in ketosis, I'm doing fine, this is exactly where I wanna be. So hopefully you can see how measuring your glucose along with your ketones is really, really important. Another reason why it's really important to not just be testing your blood ketone levels, but your blood ketone and your glucose levels is to really gain an understanding of your response to a given food. Okay, consider this again for a second. Uh, you just consumed a small piece of bread, just a small piece and you're on a ketogenic diet. Well, that's going to skyrocket your blood sugar even a little bit because your body's not adapted to it. But your response to a given food might be different from someone else's response. See, there's various levels of what's called peripheral insulin resistance, all kinds of things that I could go down various rabbit holes with. The point is different people will respond differently to different foods. That's right, even on a ketogenic diet, some people can get away with eating a small amount of carbohydrates because their body utilizes it differently and doesn't cause as much of a spike in blood sugar. So it ends up giving you the tools that you need to be able to eat the foods that you want to eat or can eat and really stay within that healthy range. Another thing to consider is just like I mentioned earlier, is exercise. Sometimes you don't realize how a particular exercise impacts your ketone levels. And if your goal truly is to maintain a high level of ketones or at least a nice GKI, then you wanna know what kind of exercise triggers what within your body. And then of course we look at stress. Okay, one person could be very stressed out and they measure their ketones and they find their ketone levels have dropped. So they get frustrated and they feel again that their stress is ruining their ketogenic lifestyle and they shouldn't do keto because of that. But if you were to look at the big picture, you might see that your overall levels aren't as bad as they seem. On the contrary, if you're just measuring glucose, it would be easy to say, oh, I'm stressed out, so my glucose levels went up. Because epinephrine, when you're stressed out, will trigger your glucose levels to go up. 
But one thing that people don't think about very often is that epinephrine, which is released when you're stressed out, also releases and liberates fatty acids. So that means that that could be elevating your ketone levels too. So point is, even if you measure your glucose and you're reading 100 or 110, you don't want to get discouraged unless you're actually looking at your ketones too, because there's a very good chance your ketones have gone up with stress too, simply because they get created by the fatty acids being liberated as a result of the epinephrine. So look at the whole picture. You are your own data point. You want to make sure that you are looking at all factors so that you can make the best educated decision on your diet, on your exercise, on your stress level, on your sleep, and overall who you are as a person. As always, I'll see you tomorrow.